Blog Talk Radio. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our responses be prime. All bases covered, Woo. yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go, so do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Yo, yo, yo I can't hear anything you're saying if you're talking. Lou, are you there? Mike, I can't hear you at all. This blog talk sucks. Testing. Josh, can you hear me? Hello. I can I can hear you finally. What? You can hear I me can finally? Hear you. Okay. Finally. Good. Yeah. Alright, cool. Sorry about that. Guys, well what a way to kick the show off with a bunch of fucking technical difficulties. So uh, don't awesome. worry, my phone's about to die. <laughs> great. This is this is great. This is just what Spotify wants from us. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So uh, let's talk. Um, while Sam is here, let's talk college football. And I don't know if Sam is going to be joining us. Uh, if he doesn't, that's okay. We will still have to spin the spin the wheel. 
but I want to I want to hear your thoughts on on Michigan on the scandal and Jim Harbaugh um, and kind of see what you're thinking about all that. Well, I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. So yeah. one of the bylaws to the NCAA is you can't go and watch somebody's game and videotape. Okay. So that's exactly that's exactly what that Michigan uh, guy did. He okay. got caught. He's been at, uh, well, I think they said four Ohio State games. Uh, okay. He's been to some of the SEC games. For I think it was more scouting of who they could face in the college playoff, right? Okay. So it's it, it, it. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to find the signals. They're trying to steal. Uh, there's a clip from Ohio State's game last year with C.J. Stroud looking over at the bench, and that guy is literally right next to the defensive coordinator. He sees the signal, and then he relays it to the defensive coordinator, and they all say it's pass, pass. If you know it's going to be a pass already, that's, I mean, that's plain as day fucking cheating. So, I mean, if you got caught cheating, what's that that supposed to happen with the NCAA? I think if, if it's true, if they find out, Michigan gets uh, suspended this year. Um, they lose. They they lose all their games this year. All of the games last year, the games before, they had to vacate all their wins. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's gone. I think he's leaving after this year anyway. But ever since he's been a coach, this is the second big NCAA infraction that he's had in three years. Yeah. So Michigan's doing something, and it's not on the not on the reg. So I want to point so. out a couple of interesting things that I've learned about this. On so on ninety seven point one FM in Columbus, Ohio, there's a uh, show called Morning Juice. Uh, Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter uh, are part of that radio show. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Bobby Carpenter, former linebacker for Ohio State. What Michigan uh, insider. I mean, Bobby Carpenter played right next to, to A.J.A. Hawk. Yes, yeah. I do know Bobby Carpenter. So they had Michigan insider uh, John Bacon on, and he's very well connected in the Michigan um basically like with information, like he's very connected to the program. He knows a lot about the ins and outs. He broke the news on morning juice that a former Michigan alum named by the name of Jim Stapleton was leaking information against Harbaugh. Now what's interesting about this is that Stapleton is not only a Michigan alum, but he sits NCAA infractions committee and he absolutely despises Jim Harbaugh for whatever reason. Basically. So, so let me, uh, let me get this clear. So you've got a guy that is a Michigan alum. Yes. And he is, he is basically throwing Harbaugh under the bus. 
with all these in, in turning them in. Yeah. And I honestly, I think it's a good, good thing that he's doing that just for the fact that if he sees it, you know, the NCAA is going to come after him. Well, well he sits he on the NCAA infractions committee. He sits on the infractions committee. Exactly. So yeah. he's, he's worried about them getting the freaking death penalty. You get the death penalty. Your your program's oh, done he, for what? Michigan's four, not going to get the death penalty. Years? Not for this. Not for this. If Penn Dude, State, if, no, years. listen. If Penn, if Penn State didn't get the death penalty for raping players in the locker room, uh, Michigan's not going to get the death penalty for signals for the fucking videotaping shit. Whatever. Oh, I don't know, dude. NCAA, right. NCAA's got all the power. They can do what they want. So I'm curious Especially if they if, don't like somebody. If yeah, I think Harbaugh. Some people are saying that Harbaugh's kind of overstayed his welcome there at Michigan. He's got a frosty, testy relationship with the Michigan athletic director. Um, he's butted heads with multiple people. Um, so I I don't know. Um, I this could be a way of Michigan forcing him out because really, if you think about it. If he kept beating Ohio State and he kept going 12 and 2, 11 and 1, whatever and maybe just losing to like the Georgias or whatever in the college football playoff, they were never going to fire him. But here's the problem and here's what I will warn to all the Michigan fucking fans before I get to my next point about Jim Harbaugh. All you Michigan fans or all you Michigan people that are sitting there in your fucking uh, athletic department that are wanting a new coach, be careful what you wish for. Before Jim Harbaugh got at Michigan, you were completely irrelevant. You went through Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez, and multiple other coaches, and you were fucking pathetic. You fire Harbaugh, even if it is because now you're drumming up some bullshit reason, Good luck finding but a is coach. It, is it bullshit reason? They, he's flat out breaking NCAA rules, which is illegal. You are stealing signs from your opponents when you're not supposed to. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it does not look good at all. It's a tough one, man. It's honestly, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Uh, but I want to point out that somebody did a lot of research on this next point that I want to talk about for Michigan. I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. His, his point on this being um, about how Michigan all of a sudden and and we can talk recruiting, and I, that that is one thing I kind of want to go over. But first off, I want to point out Jim Harbaugh's record at Michigan, uh, his head coaching record, okay? He took over in 2015. That was his first season. He led them to a 10-3 and record, which people thought was pretty good. I did too. Uh, people expected bigger things to come. He proceeded to go ten and three, eight and five, ten and three, and nine and four. And the biggest knock on him prior to the twenty twenty season 
was that he couldn't get the job done against Ohio State, Michigan State, or Penn State, the three biggest rivals in Michigan. They, uh, they, they, he kept losing to two of them or at least one every year, okay? Then 2020 COVID year hits. They completely just are abysmal. They go two and four in a shortened season. They canceled two games. People were calling for Harbaugh's head at that point in time. He proceeds to then go 12 and two, beats Ohio State. Last year they go 13 and one, beats Ohio State again. This right now they're sitting but, at but five and zero. Oh. Here's where hold, here's hold where on. you're failing to realize is after that season. That's when that guy was hired. I know. So let that me just. I'm, I'm getting to my next. I'm getting to my point, though. I'm getting okay. to my point. Just listen here, because that's where I'm going with the, with what this person said. So Harbaugh was basically a guy that would win ten games every season, but they were going ten and three, nine and four, eight and five. He kind of had a, a record similar to that of Bo Pelini at Nebraska, where. Bo Pliny would go nine and three or or ten and ten and four, but they were losing to the elite teams. That was what Harbaugh was doing. Fast forward after COVID, twelve and two, thirteen and one, undefeated so far this year. What this person is saying is he talks about when teams make a leap from being a pretty good team to elite national championship level. There are usually tangible reasons for it happening, okay? He, he cited a couple different examples. One example was USC, that before Pete Carroll got there, they were a mediocre, run-of-the-mill program. They would win seven, eight games. They were, they were a former power that had fallen on hard times. Pete Carroll gets there, okay, and Pete Carroll emphasizes – recruiting um okay he he emphasized pulling in the best players and then also having a pretty stout defense and what his point was being is he inherited Carson Palmer but even Pete Carroll it took a couple of seasons to get where he wanted to go he started recruiting at a very high level but they were six and six in his first season. Then they were eleven and three in his second season, before going twelve and one and winning a national championship in his third season. Okay. Then, but he points to again that USC made the jump in year three because he inherited Carson Palmer, and he started to recruit at an elite level. Where by year three. It was coming off two back-to-back top five classes. So that was that was his third year. So some of those guys were starting to become sophomores and, and juniors. So the other examples he gave was Georgia. Georgia hired Kirby Smart. Georgia had been a pretty good program under Mark Richt, but they couldn't win anything big, right? Georgia was not the team that was winning national titles. They were a team that was always really good, but they could never get over the hump. Kirby Smart, it took some time, eight and five. Then he lost in a national championship game his second year, and then he went eleven and three and twelve and two, and and they were not sniffing the national the national title. After the COVID year, they had their best seasons to date, where they had multiple, but 
before 2021, they had just they had had the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number one recruiting classes. So they had four top three recruiting classes before 2021. Then they finally put it all together, won the national title. It's also been fairly obvious by the amount of Georgia Bulldogs that have gone to the NFL uh, that they were recruiting at a high level. His point being, Josh, what did Michigan do to become elite overnight? What did they do, Josh? I mean, they have recruited well. I'm not going to say they – I think they've had top ten classes the last couple years. Okay. But they haven't done anything different besides get new coordinators. And they hire that one guy, and all of a sudden, their whole – everything changes. They were always good to win eight, nine, ten games, right? Right. But they weren't elite enough to actually beat Ohio State. You're right. And then all the You're sudden, right. They, they weren't I mean, even elite enough not, to beat not, Penn State. They didn't State, beat huh? Ohio State. And, yeah. and my, they didn't beat Ohio State. They yeah. dominated Ohio State. And that begs the question, like, hold on a second. Ohio State always had your number. Right. They had your number for the last couple of years. You hire this new guy. And now all of a sudden, this guy's right next to your defensive coordinator and, and telling him what kind of plays that Ohio State's going to run makes, makes it very interesting. Like, they knew exactly what Ohio State was going to run, what their, how their defense was going to go, even with the, the transfer of Jim Dole. They knew exactly what Ohio State was going to do, when they were going to do it. So that gives them a competitive edge. And I, that's when everything turned around, in my opinion. I think they knew – what, what these teams are running, and unfairly, the other teams had no clue. So, I mean, they didn't do anything to become elite overnight like these other right. schools. Yeah, that's what, that's what this I guy think is saying. I no. point. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I mean, plain and simple, I think they cheated. They did, they did stuff. Yes, you can scout to steal signs. Absolutely. But you can't go to a game and and videotape their signal during right. a game. You're not allowed to do it. And you are doing it. Yeah. And then you're going to come out and say, oh, I had no idea. They bull fucking shit. Just yeah. like Urban Meyer didn't know about his fucking assistant coach beating his wife. Just like Jim Trestle yeah. didn't know about these fucking tattoos. The fucking coaches yeah. know exactly what's going on in their programs. Joe Paterno knew that fucking rates were happening. Coaches yeah. know. They're fucking liars. <laughs> they, he got caught. He should just fucking own it. Plain and simple. Own it. You got caught. Sorry. Move on. Wait. So now, before we draw helmets and spin the wheel, are you going to jump on Riverside so that you can see things? So we can simulcast there? Uh, give me uh, let me go get my laptop. Okay. But before we do that, are are you still on the on the phone now, talking, Josh? While you're getting your laptop? Yeah, I am. I'm just going out and get in, uh, get my laptop. Give me a second. All right. So Ohio State, they they obviously had a big win over Penn State this past weekend. So they've got two really good wins so far on their resume, beating Notre Dame and beating uh, Penn State. 
Ohio State's offense doesn't look as explosive with Kyle McCord at the helm right now, but they're they're doing enough to get wins. But that defense looks like it's made the jump from okay to elite. Can Ohio State's defense keep keeping it in games, or is but like that? That's my question. Like, let's say Ohio State does play Michigan. I think the defense is good enough to keep it in the game, but can the offense score enough points? And if they do make it to the college football playoff, can the offense score enough points to beat a Georgia or beat a, a, um, an, an Alabama or beat a Texas? So here's here's the thing that, that I'm seeing in college football. Yeah. I don't see a dominant I don't see a dominant team this year. At all. You're right. You're I think right. every team has has their weaknesses. Uh, Georgia just lost their, their best tight end, their best weapon. And yep. Brock Bowers. He's gone. Yep. So they're not their offense isn't as good and it hasn't been humming all year. Alabama, yeah. their offense hasn't been humming most of the year. Um, Texas, again, you can they're they're a team that you could beat. Um, Oklahoma, UC was pretty close to upsetting. They almost got beat last week. So they're not a scare. Um, right. Washington, they've looked they've looked bad the last couple of weeks. They look vulnerable. Wait, wait a second. No, Michigan, they look bad against Michigan. Honestly, has been the okay. But but when you say they look bad the last the couple weeks, they just beat Oregon. They they didn't look great against Arizona State, but they just beat Oregon. Well, the, yeah, they beat Oregon, but you got to remember they were up what almost. 16 points on Oregon and let Oregon come back, take the lead, and then they they won the game because of a missed field goal by Oregon? I I don't think they were up by 16. So at one point – They were up by 16. At at halftime, Washington led 22 to 18. Then Washington scored a touchdown. At one time, they were up by like 16 points. They're not. I'm, I'm looking here at this at the score summary right now on ESPN. They scored first. Oregon came down, scored, got the two point conversion. It was eight to seven. Then Washington scored and they made the extra point. It's a fourteen to eight game. Then Oregon scored a touchdown. It's fifteen to fourteen. Washington scored twenty two to fifteen, and then Oregon kicked a field goal. It was twenty two to eighteen at the half. Then Washington got the ball first. They scored a touchdown. It was twenty-nine to eighteen. So that's an eleven-point lead. That is an eleven-point game. Yeah. So then, and then Oregon came and scored before the end of the third quarter to make it twenty-nine to twenty-six. And then they scored again in the fourth quarter to make it thirty-three twenty-nine. And then Washington scored last, making it thirty-six thirty-three. So twenty-nine to eighteen, an eleven-point lead with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter is not exactly like they blew like a 30, not exactly like they blew a 21 point lead going into the fourth. You know, as well as I do, 11 points is a two possession game. And when there's 10 minutes left in the third quarter, that's a lot of time left. So it's not like they blew a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter with three, with like six minutes to go or seven minutes to go. It's a different story then, but they were up 11, and there's still ten and a half minutes to go in the fourth in the third quarter. So, 
I, I don't know, but you're right. There's no dominant team this year. Um, there's just there's just not. And I, I even Florida State right has had some hiccups. Right, they they barely beat Boston College. They struggled to put away Clemson. Um, but the last couple of weeks, Florida State's looked very impressive, blowing out Virginia Tech, blowing out Syracuse, beating Duke by by 18 points. Duke was like the number 15 team in the country. So. We'll see, man. I, I think Florida State's a pretty good team. If I had, it, you know, if I, it's only four, it's only four teams this year. Next year it goes to twelve. But I would have, I I would have it. The college football playoff if it started today. I, I, you know, obviously Georgia and Michigan would be one and two. I'd probably have Florida State at number three, and then Ohio State at number four. But if Ohio State loses. Whoever loses between Michigan and Ohio State, if the Pac-12 team, if Washington goes undefeated and Florida State stays undefeated and Georgia goes undefeated, obviously we're only going to have one Big Ten team in and whoever comes out of the Michigan-Ohio State game. But I, I, I don't know, man. We'll see. Washington still has a tough schedule. Florida State, they're through the meat of their schedule now. They got Wake Forest, Pitt, who are not great teams. Wake Forest is four and three pits, two and five. They get the hurricanes who are five and two. That's probably their toughest game left along with Florida Gators. I don't know, but, and obviously Ohio state still has Michigan. So. All right. Are you not so fast? My friend. Uh, Are you not on camera? Okay. My camera ain't working. Oh shit. Okay. All right, cool. But can you see? No, what's I don't on know. My... I don't know what's going on. Okay, but you can you see on my camera if I share the screen? I can. I can see your fucking. Uh, I mean, you're wearing a wife beater. Yes. You must be fucking uh, beating your wife. I do. Wow, you have such an echo, dude. You have a huge echo. Doesn't wear out. Let me let me turn the speaker off because you had one too. Okay. All right, so let's let me go ahead and spin the fucking goddamn godforsaken. Spin the wheel. wheel, bitch. Spin the wheel. I'll spin it for Sam too, but I'm going first. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I don't even think it's gonna matter because nobody's fucking doing anything. No, I'm doing. Well, I'm doing the. Uh, I mean, you're gonna help me, uh, Josh. You need to help me with the beer mile. And then I ordered the ring pops, so I'll have them next Wednesday because it's Halloween. Oh. So I'll have that. And then all I have to do is, and then this weekend I'm doing my 12 hours of cage. But I was hoping that, so you and Sam send me the movies that I need to watch, and then I'm going to pick one. I already got mine picked because I, I get to pick one, right, Josh? Is it, is it one movie? Yep. For, what, 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 which one did you pick? Renfield. Renfield, okay. Okay, so that's my one. So then you guys got to send me the other ones, okay? And I'm going to knock that out this weekend. So I'll pay pay off 12 hours of cage, and I'll have my Phil Jackson done next week. And then we'll get together, and I'll do the beer mile. But I need someone with me handing me beers and just making sure I do the full mile. Yeah, I mean, Sam's version of, Talk like a pirate, that was fucking dumb as shit. That, 
That was terrible. I'm a that I'm a talk regular and then it's very arg. Arg. Yeah. Yeah, that's that wasn't even fun. No, that wasn't as fun. Oh, I, think I, would have, I think I would have done better with the talk like a pirate. Probably. If um so the rules for the beer mile, here it is, Josh. So I'll do this when one of you is with me. Each competitor drinks four cans or bottles of beer and runs four laps around a standard 400-meter track. Start with chugging a beer, then run a lap, then beer, then lap, then beer, then lap, then beer. So we could probably measure out 400 meters. Beer must be consumed before the lap begins. And then, um, yeah, there it is. So basically, I got I to gotta run... 400 meters four times. We could even fucking go to a track. Fuck, I, I feel like I'm going to That's I'm gonna puke. <laughs> I'm probably going to puke. Oh, you're we'll definitely going to puke, bro. And we'll post it on Twitter. It'll be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. Uh, where are you? Let's see funny is we All had right. a fucking hurricane hitting Mexico and a fucking huge-ass snowstorm hitting fucking uh, Canada and the Northwest. I saw that coming up. Fucking shit. That's funny. Um, do I didn't, is, No, it's not. Okay, here it is. All right, time to spin the wheel. Spin. If I get ice... If I get ice... I get ICP, you got to help me do the fucking, um, the, oh, God damn it. Stank breath. Which is, I got to eat an entire raw onion. Yeah, baby. Hey, that'd be perfect for the ring pops. You just eat that onion, suck on that fucking ring pop, bro. Dude, that's going to fucking, that's going to fuck up my stomach, but oh well. Okay, so we removed the stank breath, and now let's see what. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought, okay, you were, you were spinning for yourself first. Yeah. Oh, he got kitty manicure. All right. So, all right. Sam's got to let his kids, uh, fucking paint his nails. So that, that, he can fucking do that shit this weekend. So, all right. Dude, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him doing anything. He will. I have faith. I have faith. My I, have I don't. I, I have. I have zero faith. Okay. All right. All right. So let's see who's on buy this. Who were the buy teams this week on? Uh, so I can take them out of the fucking helmet game. So we got. We got. Who's on buy for week eight? Shit! It normally tells you the I buy mean, team. Hold your on. mom's Hold never on the buy. So. Oh, you're so such a funny fucking guy. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, I could talk about how you're bitching and crying earlier today. Oh my God, everybody hates me on fantasy. I didn't, I didn't say everybody. Me. First off, first of all, <laughs> I didn't say everybody hates me. I just get annoyed with your everybody's constant bullshit. So um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, oh there's no buys in week eight, so everybody's on. I the yeah, I don't see any. Yeah, no buys for week eight. So let's let's do this. Josh, do you want me to draw first, or do you want to draw first? Fuck it, I will draw first. All right, here we go. Can you see the screen? Seattle. 
Seattle is playing. Who does Seattle play? They're playing Cleveland. And let's see what the the line is. Seattle's playing Cleveland. And Seattle is three and a half point favorites at home. Do you want to keep it or put it back? Put it back. I mean, after last week with the fucking NFL, I don't All trust. Right. I don't trust the NFL. They screwed. They screwed the Colts out of that win. All right. Take your balls and like them. Well, you got the Saints. The Saints. Fuck. Saints are currently one point favorites at on the road. One point favorites. So, wow. Who they play? The Colts. Ooh. I mean, they could win. As long as they win, I'm in, baby. Yeah, as long as they win, you're good, bro. bro. Well, here's the Patriots. It's not the double whammy one. That's the double whammy one. I want to see it. I want to see the back of it. Look, there's nothing there, dude. Who's on the back? All right, all right. All right. Don't find it. Okay, all right. So, Patriots are – who are they playing? The Patriots play – do I want to keep it? The, they've fucked me over. Oh, they're playing the Dolphins and they're 10-point dogs. I'm putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck but, that. But, but All right. I got Dallas Cowboys. And they are playing the Rams. They're six and a half point favorites at home. So obviously I have to keep it. So we'll draw for Sam two helmets like we usually do, right? Right, Josh? Yep. Okay. All right. For Sam, first one, he's not going to like this one, the Broncos. Ooh. The Broncos are playing the Chiefs, and they're seven-point dogs. So, we'll give them the option of that one, or let's see who his other option is. <laughs> the double death. Oh, he got the double whammy! Wait a second, though. His what? first one was the Broncos. So, obviously... If the choice is the Broncos, well, don't tell taking... him. Don't you? Would... What? Let's let's text and see if he wants the Broncos. Okay. Wait, no, but you have to let him know that he also drew double death, though, right? Like, it's not really fair because that's the second option. But like, and he drew the technically drew the Broncos first. So, uh, so I mean, fuck. I mean, he's just gonna have to take the Broncos. Yeah, well, so we'll tell him. Well, Sam, let me just tell, tell him his options here. <laughs> here is, uh, let's see, hold on. Sam, Sam, you drew the Broncos. I already texted. I already texted. Oh, Sam, you or... drew the Broncos first. Do you want that? Not a great matchup for him. But anyways, okay. So, 
I was talking about as we drew the helmet, and we'll get we'll we spun the wheel, so we'll get back to some other stuff. But Josh, I was talking earlier, and we can drop off the Riverside now that you've seen. Now that we've done that, we'll leave the we'll leave Riverside now. But I want to see your ugly ass. Fuck you. Even though you can't see me. I can't Woo-hoo, see you at don't all. Don't see the baby. I'm dropping from Riverside now. So, um. Oh, anyways, <laughs> all right. So Josh. Ohio State, do they have enough offense? Do they have enough offense to beat the elite teams this year? Their defense looks fantastic. Their defense looks like they can hang with anybody in the in the country. But is their offense good enough to put up enough points? We saw it got just enough done with they got just enough done to beat Penn State. They got just enough done to beat Notre Dame. Will it work against Michigan? Would it work in the college football playoff? Uh, I mean, that's that's going to be tough. I, honestly, I don't think they have enough. Okay. Um, I, I, they, they haven't had their running back, Travion Williams, playing. So, I mean, that's going to be a little bit of a boost, but and it seems like they're they're rushing games. Their offensive line is finally starting to uh, give room to run, but Kyle McCord just looks bad throwing the ball. So I don't, is I it, honestly is don't it think they have time? Is it Kleinholtz time? What's that? They're back I think the line's doing a lot better than what it what it was. What no? Is it Kleinholtz time? The backup quarterback. Oh, no. 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 He he hasn't got any snaps yet. You can't. Yeah. You can't put him in there yet. Uh, I mean, your other guy, uh, Brown, he just got injured. He just got hurt. And then their other quarterback is Tristan Gebbia, who's been playing college football for 15 years. uh, Yep, pretty much. Gebbia started at Nebraska. Then when Scott and he was a Mike Riley recruit, that's how long he has been in college football. Because Scott Frost was at Nebraska for five, Scott Frost was at Nebraska for five years, and Tristan Gebbia was a true freshman when Mike Riley was there, still at Nebraska. So that's how long he's been in college football. So, anyways, he lost out on the job to um, lost out on the job um, to Adrian Martinez. Ended up transferring to Oregon State, where he was at Oregon State for a couple of years, started for a year or so. Then he transferred to Ohio State. So he's like their – he's their third string. He's behind Devin Brown. But I'm hearing some rumors because of the hype surrounding Aaron Nolan coming in that Klein Holtz might transfer at the end of the season. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I mean, they still got uh, Devin Brown – uh, they got Eric Nola coming in. Uh, Kleinholtz, yeah, I, I think he's going to transfer out. Well, and plus McCord is what? What year is he? McCord, McCord could come back as a senior as well. So, but I just – the Buckeye, Ryan Day needs a running quarterback. I'm sorry. Their, their offense looks yeah. a lot better with a running – uh, with a running quarterback. You, they why look, did you post all these Bengals? Their offense runs better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Josh. All right. 
So What's yeah, that? their offense runs better. I was wondering why you posted in our in our in our messaging chat all these Bengals dresses. Because <laughs> I meant to put it in our other group, my other group chat. <laughs> so we're we're going to Jacksonville for the Bengals game. Yeah. So we're trying to think of like uh, ideas on on what we could do. Okay. And, and Lou, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to tell you on on here because I don't want anybody stealing my idea. But I'll call you after to, to let okay. you know. Okay. Uh, but uh, a couple of us want to dress up like wrestlers. Okay. Uh, and then it. we're trying to figure out what, what the girls want to wear. So we're just throwing out different ideas. dress ideas for the girls to wear. I see. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> um, all right. So. Oh shit! I lost my train of thought now. Fucking shit. Um. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, let's... No, you're talking about Kyle McCord can come back as, as a yeah, senior quarterback. Yeah. So. I'm kind of curious, yeah, because McCord's what a sophomore or a junior. I know he's a junior. But yeah. Now, see, this becomes interesting, and this is what we see all the time in college football. If if. Aaron Nolan comes in and wrestles the starting job away in spring practice or uh, or fall. Somebody's leaving. Somebody's leaving, right? Oh, McCord, They're gonna McCord have to. might leave. Devin Brown <laughs> might leave. Kleinholtz might leave. One of, somebody. They're not all staying. It's just not happening. No, someone. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Nolan could he could probably ride the bench for a year. But I mean, he's. I mean, it depends on what he looks like in, in the yeah. spring when he comes in. I mean, if he looks yeah. like shit, then yeah, he's gonna have to wait a year. If he comes in and, and blows it, blows everybody away, then that's your starting quarterback. Yeah. You you got him for the next three years. Uh, he was pretty accurate from what I've seen. He can he can run the ball. He's got more of a spread. Kyle McCord, you know what you got with Kyle McCord? He's he's a pocket passer. Devin well, Brown, and, yes, he's your more mobile, but he can't, he can't pass. throw the ball. And, and McCord, Kleinholz, he's your third string. Why is he your yeah. third string? He, he's a third string for a reason. He, because he's a true freshman this year, right? He's a true freshman, and he obviously. If, I mean, if he was good enough, if he was good enough to win the job, and or being the second string, he would have been there, right? So that just tells me that he wasn't good enough to to beat out the other two people in front of him. I don't know about all even that. as a true freshman, but yeah, I I don't know, but McCord though McCord, let's be honest with you, he's not getting drafted to the NFL. Mm, not unless he progresses majorly next year. If yes. he if he's a starter yeah. next year and and he's a lot better, maybe. But yeah, he right. does not look good. He doesn't look like an NFL quarterback to me. We're not right now, and usually you can see it in no, guys, right even if they're not, even if they're not doing great, you can still see it in certain people. Like I'm trying to think of the dude's name off the top of my head, who ended up going, oh, um, kid from Purdue who's with the Raiders now, Aiden Aiden O'Connell, right? You watched him yeah. play last year. He wasn't on a very good team, and you're like, that, that that guy could be in the NFL. And he went as a fourth-round pick, right? McCord, 
obviously doesn't look like a franchise quarterback, but he doesn't even look like a, a backup at this point in the NFL. So he's going to, like you said, he's going to have to improve a lot if he wants to make it in the NFL. Otherwise, he's going to be just like one of these guys like a Greg McElroy or even like a, or like a JT Barrett who weren't great yeah, I mean, you, you want to this, this Buckeyes team reminds me of the uh, Craig Krenzel team that won the oh. national title. They won okay. it off the defense, not the offense. They won off the defense. Just enough. But you know what that Craig Krenzel team had that this team doesn't have? They had a, a workhorse. They, exactly. They had a workhorse back that they could feed the ball to. Yep. They had Maurice Claret. And then the other time Ohio State won a national title, who was that workhorse They're back Zeke. that was there? Zeke. Exactly. Zeke. Exactly. So yeah, Trevor Henderson, everybody's like, what the fuck's going on with him? Like, what's yeah. going on? I don't know. So, it's a rough yeah, it's just strange with him. Um. All right. So, let's go to our bracket before we talk some NFL. Okay, and um, let's go to our bracket here. We have our final four, Josh. And there was some very, very, very close matchups here in the Elite Uh-oh. Eight. Oh, we get an upset, baby. But Biff Cannon went over Principal Rooney with 55% of the votes. So very close there, pretty close matchup. White Goodman takes out Bill Lumberg with 65% of the votes. Shooter McGavin takes out Draco Malfoy with 75% of the votes. And in our closest battle yet, Kenny Powers squeaks by Cartman with 50.8% of the votes. 50. I knew it was Kenny Powers. So we have a final four of Biff Tannen and White Goodman and Shooter McGavin and Kenny Powers. Ooh, that's a that's a powerhouse final four right there. Mm-hmm. Now I thought Cartman might might squeak in. I really did. He but Cartman couldn't quite get the job done. It was close, though. Well, I mean, that's because Kenny Powers, I, I I, mean, come on. Let's be real. Yeah. Kenny Powers going off, playing all the, the racist shit, but... That's true. I don't know. I don't know if Kenny Powers has enough to get by Shooter McGavin, though. I don't think he does. I think you're right when you called it. I think it's going to be Biff and Shooter in the finals. Yep. I will if if it's any other combo, it's a massive upset. If Kenny Powers or White Goodman somehow make it to the finals, it's a massive upset. So, all right. So since it's just you and me, I feel like we can talk some more local sports because we don't have Sam on this on this show right now. But the NFL trade deadline is looming, and we'll get to some more rumors um, in the meantime. But the Bengals, who aren't typically active at the trade deadline, should be looking to make some moves here. 
I would love to see – I would absolutely love to see the Bengals obviously go out and go get a tight end because Irv Smith, Drew Sample, they're not the – they're not the guys. I would, yeah, but, I would, I would love for them to trade for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, or even like uh, what's his name, Jelani Woods from the Colts, a young young tight end with huge upside. The guy's like six foot seven, six foot eight. He's athletic freak, right? Someone like that. But, I'd rather have a proven talent that you can give away. Hey, I'll give you a sixth round pick for Zach Ertz. Yeah, a fifth round pick. I don't care. Maybe a fifth rounder. Yeah, and I think the Cardinals probably do that potentially. Then the other guy I would love to see them go get is Chase Young. Let him come home to Ohio. I I, I think if you have put but him is he in gonna a room. Play? I mean, who are you gonna put him you're gonna put him on a bench and let him work and put Hubbard behind him? I no, I well you have a then you have that rotation, right? You have Chase Young, you have Miles Murphy, you have Hubbard and Hendrickson, and you just can keep rotating out edge rushers all game and get pressure after the quarterback, especially if it's only for a year. Because let's just face it, Chase Young, his, I believe that his, his rookie contract was not picked up. So Correct. Th- right now, his, his, th- he's in the final year of his contract. He's in the final year of his and, contract. I mean, so, so and if, he's if playing, Bengals, he is playing really good. So he might demand a, a big contract. And I don't, I don't think the Bengals want to do it. They don't have to. Trade, a, trade for him. Go all in on this season. <laughs> go all in on I this season. That. You know what I mean? Like, see what you can get. See – See if if that's an option because I don't I think Washington's obviously not giving them that contract. Otherwise, they would have picked up this fifth year option. Okay. And if you're the Bengals, you don't have to you don't have to pay him after this season. But True. go out and get him. You have and then you have a front of Joseph Asai, Hubbard. Hendrickson, the rookie Miles Murphy, and Chase Young, they're getting after some people. And 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 let's face it, who what quarterbacks are you going to see in the playoffs? You're going to see Trevor Lawrence. You're going to see Tua. You're going to see Mahomes. You're going to see Josh Allen. You're going to see Lamar Jackson, potentially. you got to have guys that can get after the quarterback. And you have a young secondary who – needs time to continue to develop. And if you leave them there on islands against guys like Lamar Jackson, against Patrick Mahomes and company, they are going to get picked apart. But if they if those guys don't have time to process things and the quarter and the quarterbacks under duress, I, I like, the, I like our secondary a lot more for that. So, you know, go, as I said, I hate, sometimes the conservativity of Cincinnati teams. I thought the Reds should have gone all in this year and tried to push for the playoff spot because you never know what's going to happen next year. The Reds, by the way, against World Series teams, against the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, the Reds were 8-3 and three against those two teams this year. So I, who knows what would have happened in the playoffs? 
who knows what could have happened if we had made it there. Same thing for this year for the Bengals. I 100% agree with you on the Reds. I was upset that they didn't go out and get something. Yeah. I mean, that, I thought that was just fucking retarded. Uh, they should have went out and got something. They could have made the playoffs. And, yeah. I mean, they could upset some people. Mm-hmm. They really could have. They had, they had young talent, especially if you got in the clean back just right in time for the playoffs. Yeah. That team's a different team. You know, right? So they absolutely do have. They do that, and I and I agree with you. I mean, I I think it would be great to have Chase Young, and, and you then you can definitely rotate and get after the quarterback a lot more. But I'm just looking at future. Like, what are we gonna have to give up to get to get Chase? It's probably gonna be a second or third round pick. Do you watch okay. gonna want? I would. I'm okay with the third round, not not in 2024, but if you give them a 2025 third round pick, and then you make it a conditional pick in the fourth round in the in 2026, like a conditional, like a fifth rounder that could become a fourth rounder if he if he hits a certain snap amount this this season playing with him. Um, to your point, you can probably get Zach Ertz for pretty cheap. The other guy I like that another, you get another one I I would look at Terrence honestly Marshall. is is uh, Dalvin Cook. Oh, he's okay. not being used by the Jets anymore. Yeah, the Bengals obviously have a need for a second running back. Yeah, uh, and I think that would be a perfect pickup for us. He could yeah, get right he's in. On a cheap he contract. Could, he's on a cheap. But what about? Exactly. What about somebody like Leonard Fournette, Josh? He's still sitting out there. I mean, yeah. I don't know why you don't just go sign yeah, him to a to a small contract just for this year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't go out and get one of these running backs, especially if they can find them cheap. Uh, I mean, they. I I know they were trying to figure out what they have with these rookies, Chris Evans and Henderson. And it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, this offense doesn't look the same uh, like it was last year with P. Ryan back then. Well, can you can you go trade so, for P. Ryan, Josh? That's a that's something I've been hearing. The Broncos could, aren't using him; they're using Javante Williams and Jaleel Jaleel McLaughlin. Why not go trade for P. Ryan? Depends on what we'd have to give up. I mean, I'm not, I'd, I'd give up a sixth or seventh round pick, but I'm not yeah. going to give up a third, fourth, or fifth round pick. No, definitely not. But I think you could get him for a sixth round pick. I mean, if that's the case, I would. Go get Pierre. I mean, the nice thing get... about the Bengals, the Bengals are going to get some uh, compensatory picks this year for losing. Yes, they are. Uh, they are. Bell, Bates, uh, and a few other players. So, so if you look so at it, the Bengals them, they have – the Bengals got a fifth rounder for Von Bell, and they got a seventh rounder for um, for Pirine. Okay, then uh, they didn't get anything for Bates yet, which is weird. Maybe that's just why. Why I don't know why they didn't get a compository. They'll, they'll probably pick. get a third round pick for Bates. Okay, so you you think about it for Von Bell, you can take that extra fifth rounder. Trade it for Ertz or Pirine. You know, let's say you trade it for Ertz, and then you take a sixth rounder and trade it for Pirine. And then, if you really wanted to go out and get like a Chase Young, you still have 
like a third rounder you could give to them. If you don't want to give up that, at least not in this upcoming draft, maybe you do it in 2025. You give up a 2025 third rounder. Uh, you know, and if they don't want to get that aggressive, I still would like to see them supplement their team. Terrence Marshall played at LSU with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Why not Why not give the Panthers a seventh rounder and bring him in? Uh, I don't think we need him. Okay. I mean, I think we've we, we got plenty of receivers. I, okay. I mean, Trent Irwin's right there. We got him. I think, I think with him in the lineup, I think we, our offense looks more potent than it did okay. with T. Higgins. That's just my opinion. You look at that Arizona game, Trent Irwin was open a lot. Yeah, and I also like Yoshivas. I like Yoshivas a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's a rookie. I mean, I just haven't seen a lot of him. So, yeah. um, and then we also got Charlie Jones. So, yeah, who knows yeah. what he's gonna? So, I don't think we need Terrence Marshall at all. We've we've okay. got we've got stuff there. We just got to figure out how to use them better. Okay. Well, one of the big other one of the other rumors I'm hearing a lot is that Jerry Judy's going to be on the move, that he might be heading to Carolina. So I mean, that would be it would be helpful for Carolina. That would be that would be interesting. And then because the other rumor I'm hearing is that Thielen is going to be traded <laughs> to Buffalo. So the Panthers want to restart young. Jerry Judy's only like what twenty four years old. Thielen's thirty one. You yep. send Thielen to Buffalo. Him and Diggs are reunited, like in Minnesota, and you get Josh reunited Allen another weapon. And it feels so good. And, and Judy gets to go with Bryce Young, who I don't think they played together at Alabama, though, right? Judy had already been gone. I think I think Judy was with Tua, right, at Bama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Judy's been Judy's been in the league for a few years. Yeah. I think it was yeah. like uh, I think he was under Hurts uh, and Tua. Okay. Okay. So. But, so. Uh, but uh. So so I was just there. reading an article. I know we were talking about the the whole Ohio State Michigan. So yeah. apparently, uh, Michigan had fifteen thousand dollars set aside for travel to go scout different teams. Um, and I think they said six of the six of the games were Ohio State. Two or three was Georgia. So you can't tell me Michigan wasn't scared of Ohio State. They were trying to do whatever they could to get the competitive edge over these top tier teams. They didn't they didn't have to with Little Sister of the Prairie that they've been playing the last few weeks because yeah. it, it, they're just a better school, right? But the big schools that they, they, they needed to worry about, they were out there spending money to go do it. And that was just released today, tonight. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> And now I got a crying baby in here. All right. Well, you know what? Why don't you why don't you tend to the crying baby? We're at nine. We're past nine o'clock now. Anyways, we got through a bunch of shit, and we will uh, we will come back next Wednesday, hopefully with the full cast of everybody. So, uh, I we got the Broncos, Saints, and Cowboys as our helmet picks. 
and I will be uh, paying up some debts this weekend. So, Josh, get with Sam. Text me the movies I got to watch. All right. That is all the time we have. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back at it strong next Wednesday. Thank you for listening. We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. Our bases cover. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.